That's right, we're live and it's Survivor Worldwide back with another episode to talk about for Survivor South Africa Immunity Island, episode three. And we've got a very special guest here with us today. It's normally someone that I, I've missed talking to you, Chantel. It's been about two weeks. So I normally talk to Chantel <laughs> weekly about the challenge, but today you're going to be talking about Survivor South Africa. Chantel, how yes. are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I I, have, I guess I've been starred for like new Survivor content because yeah. I'm really loving this season. I'm loving all the characters. I'm loving like that everybody's there to play. Um, it's just good content and it's fun to watch. So I'm so excited to like talk about episode three here with you guys. Yeah, I think it's such a strong cast. And I know Riley's heard me say mm. this a few <laughs> times now um, because obviously this is the third time we're talking about this season and we also did our preseason cast assessment. One of the things for me that's really um, been refreshing this season is that I honestly think that, and, and again, you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, um, but I feel like this is one of the strongest female casts we've had on a Survivor season in a long time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lots of great characters at the moment, like Nicole and Marisha. Um, Santini has a big episode this episode as well. So there's lo lots of strong females, which is something we hadn't seen, especially in last season of Survivor South Africa. So really nice mm. to see a change of pace there. And like not to like group people together, but I wish they hadn't done the tribe swap this episode because I was just getting my head wrapped around which blonde yeah. was which name. And now I'm like, wait, uh, who's on which tribe now? And which blonde woman is that? And like, I don't know. So they're all beautiful blonde women. And I don't know who's Carla, who's Amy or who's Nicole because they've switched tribes now. But hopefully yeah. we can figure that out <laughs> together. I, I definitely made a note of that as well. Like Carla and Amy, especially for me, they, they, they're nothing alike personality wise, but they definitely <laughs> do look kind of alike um, as well. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit hard to differentiate. But let's get back into the episode. So we see early on here that, you know, we've just had that massive vote out with Pinty going home. Uh, both Paul and Chappies have been betrayed. They weren't in on the vote. And obviously, this is something that's going to come back to bite certain people in the butt because uh, these two people weren't involved in the vote. Um, Anesu sort of briefly says there that she is sad to see someone go, um, but she had to go wherever the votes were, even if it was a friend of hers. I continued to get very strong reads from Anesu throughout the season. She was my preseason winner pick. I still feel very comfortable, Chantel, that she's playing a very good game at this point what do you think about sort of Anesu's game up until this point her being able to sort of differentiate between game cutting a friend you know doing what needs to be done to pro pro prolong her own game and also all the alliances that she's got at this point that's exactly what i was going to say i've been worried for her i really like her i think that she's like doing a really good job so far she's nestled in to be kind of a confidant in many different alliances so i was just worried that with that particular vote out that she might get caught and then she might get in trouble or maybe that they're going to flip the script and and all vote her out because she has her hand in all the pots and then i got a little bit worried also that warda knows that she has mm. all these alliances and is bringing mm -hmm. back information to her so i was just worried for her but i think that her having the 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 know-it-all to let let piney go and go with the numbers and kind of is able to settle back into the background i think that that was a really good move for her and uh, i i have high hopes for her absolutely mm. 
Now, Riley, Paul here, he's very angry at camp and he lashes out at Mike, calling him the mastermind. I think he called him Jack at one point, uh, probably a throwback to last season's Jack um, yeah. there. And Carla gets very annoyed by this because she says it's typical male to always want to give the credit for a blind side to another male in the game. What did you think of uh, that situation there early on? Because there is some truth to it because Carla is the person that I rated well, as Carla the was the person that went season. to Kiran in the last episode and, and really yeah. masterminded that blind side um and then karan obviously was the vehicle through anesu and her strong alliances with wada and tyson um to then get the blind side going and i absolutely understand where carl is coming from um to not get that credit but i do wonder i mean obviously not getting the credit that that'd piss you off absolutely but then again you don't want the target full on yourself so if all the targets going on mike at the moment that might be a good thing for carla's game in the <laughs> end in the long run so she doesn't get out short term but i uh, understandable that she's absolutely frustrated with that as well well, yes. as long as she only says this in her confessionals, because I, I, I get it. Like, you know, I want the credit for this, but save that for the final two speech. Like, get get yeah. over there first without people knowing that you're such a great mastermind and a great player. Um, I, I think that she wants to be appreciated and wants to be valued before, like, when it's too early because people will easily be like, oh, she's too strong. Let's get rid of her. Oh, she's masterminding things. She can convince people to do stuff. Let's get rid of her. And so I think that she should hide behind Mike and then take credit for him when he, when she gets him out or something like that. Now, now like my view on Carla has gone. It's it's if the stocks were at an all time high last week. It has absolutely tanked this episode. <sighs> yeah. um, it's a yeah, last episode, I, I was fighting the case that she was the player of the... Um, and, and in Absolutely. fact, I think Inside Survivor agreed with me on their uh, poll that they do. It was pretty close between her and Nessu for who the best player was. Um, Kiran, who both Riley and Tony from Survivor Season 6 both um, sort of went for... I don't think he was in the top four or five in, in their estimations, but you guys were pretty high on him last week. Um, I had Carla very, very high, but she's tanked for me this episode because she's holding on to this, and we are going to see later in the episode she is going to lash out um, against Paul and Chappies for personal reasons here, um, and I think that that is going to come back to bite in the butt but let's continue on with this episode we we see this relationship forming between uh santoni and chappies and santoni approaches chappies here a very key moment in the episode where she lets him in on the fact that there is a hidden immunity idol um that they can get which is on their beach but she's also got a clue to the other hidden immunity idol on the other beach and i think she very cleverly says that it's on the other beach so that obviously she doesn't give away the the actual location of it which is at tribal council so good on her for that but even with all this information between chappies and her i think it's a good thing they're building that bond um they still don't find the idol there which is quite surprising because it looked like tyson didn't look that long when he got mm -hmm. the clue and, and went out there to look for it what do you guys think about this relationship that is starting to form here between us and tony and a chappies i definitely think it was it's good for santoni they both kind of realize that they need each other. Last episode, Chappies was saying that like, hey, let's let's kind of weaponize Santoni so that she comes back and she'll want to come into the fold with us. Maybe she'll be able to bring us information back from Immunity Island. So let's have that information in our hands. And so it was good that he already had the idea that he wanted to work with her. And so the fact that she's like, hey, I feel some mm -hmm. trust here with Chappies. Let me go share this information. I think it will be beneficial for both of them moving forward, especially when we see kind of how this episode shakes out knowledge is going to be very uh, important here so um I, I am happy that they kind of came together 
It's crazy to see Santini's arc in this season. She really started out as being mm. the perceived weakest. And then obviously that's why Chappies and, and Pinty and Paul brought brought her into their alliance was because she's going to be the one sent to Immunity Island. And now all of a sudden she has two idol clues and all the power yeah. in the game at this point. It's just crazy how she's gone from the bottom and now she's emerging as this massive power player. And I yeah. I really think we, with Santini, Chris, we were very low on her in the she preseason the draft. She was the yeah. 20th, 20th out of 20. And now I'm starting to regret that because she is really building a strong game at the moment. Mm. An Arsenal toolkit with all those idols, a lot of strong alliances as well. So I can see her going pretty far in the game. I, I really thought she would be an early boot, but Sartani is looking promising at this point. So I've I've got I've got some hot takes on like if I had to <laughs> if I have to put out who's my top five people that I think will win this season. Um I think there's there's a clear five people that are starting to rise above the rest when you look at the edit. And um Santini would be very close, if not within that top five of players, because she's got a massive edit at the moment and she gave mm. me vibes of um Sandra, you know, and her strategy of anyone but oh. me because she spoke about the fluidity in her game not having someone that she needs to worry about if someone gets voted out and the fact that she doesn't have that it makes her fluid she can move from alliance to alliance so to me i get that sandra diaz twine type of strategy kind of from her i don't think she's as but then again sandra diaz twine is not a low-key player i was gonna say i don't think she's as low-key as sandra but sandra is pretty allowed <laughs> out there as well so i don't know but um she's she's playing a good game and we've got to give her credit she was last picked in the draft like you mentioned um riley but i'm feeling like uh pretty happy with both my last two picks on my draft <laughs> at the moment who are both doing extremely well um so we go to the zumba tribe here and this was a very uncomfortable scene to watch. We've got the three girls, Nicole, Marisha, and Amy, um, talking to Teresa. And um, I could see the argument on both sides of the conversation because the three girls are trying to feel out Teresa um, and say, hey, we want to work with you. And Teresa says, well, the next vote will tell me if I can trust you. And Nicole takes a lot of offense to that line of thinking by Teresa. She says that, no, you should be proving yourself to us. We're already the majority here. And it, it came across to me as quite condescending and yeah. talking down to Teresa. And I don't think that's what Nicole meant and I, like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt but it's kind of the way it came across that scene made me feel really uncomfortable for some other reason and I do think that we're starting to see the downfall of Nicole here and I, I'm very firmly convinced Teresa is going to jump over with Tyson and the rest of the crew on the other side as soon as they go to tribal council I think the edit is telling us this here well it, for me what it felt like was like the mean girls with some power mm. And I was just kind of like, wait, wait, wait. It's like, yes, you ha you happen to ha be on a tribe swap with like your your two closest girls, whatever. Like this poor woman has been on the outs, like the outs for her tribe from her tribe. Like, why wouldn't you want to start just being nice to her? Like, I don't, I just didn't understand why she need they need to flex their muscles there and be like, you should be trying to get in with us and prove to us why we should take you in. And I was like, I just thought that was pretty bad gameplay especially mm. if she could easily be a free agent and jump and do whatever she wants at this point so um i just i didn't think it was good gameplay at all i understand where the girls were coming from though i mean obviously they mm. are the ones that want to bring Teresa in and obviously make sure that she has a place in the tribe because she's the only free agent at the moment um on that pre-swap zamba tribe so to bring her in but just the way they did it was very condescending and i think Teresa said um the, they, they were a girl trio and then Nicole said mm. they want to become a girl band there um, but I, I, I just think on, on both sides I think it was a little bit of a social misplay um, yeah. Teresa being a little bit um, 
confrontational. Uh, yeah. I think that's just the way she is. She's very aggressive naturally. Um, mm. And then Nicole on the other side, just being a little bit condescending in, in how she approached it and saying, you guys have to come with us um, if you want to stay in the game, really. Well, yeah, it's if I was interesting. Trisha, I would have been a little bit more like, a little bit like, hey guys, like, yeah, no, want to play with yeah. me? <laughs> like, I'd be a little bit better at it. A little, so, a little so one of the things... <laughs> So, so one of the things, Chantelle, you'll very quickly pick up with South Africans is that we're very straightforward people. And like, that's why you get all these explosive casts in South African seasons year after year, because they're used to confrontation. It's a doggy dog country. And I think it makes for fascinating television when, when you see it on TV, because people are not going to hold back when it comes to these types of conversations. But like I said, that was definitely an uncomfortable conversation to watch. Um, Teresa, after that conversation, sort of notes that her kian and dino are all on the bottom of that alliance and i didn't realize how far to the bottom dino is because i know um riley's been bullish on dino up until this point it's his preseason winner pick um coming into the season ouch because i think that it's a tough one um to stand by at this point um i, I love dino dino does listen to these uh, recaps as well so dino you know it's no no hate towards you it's obviously just the edit has not shown uh, or hasn't been too favorable to you up until this point <laughs> in regards to what's happening you probably brought a little bit of that on your yourself in that first episode it's really hard to recover yeah. from there um moving forward into the game but um it is quite interesting because i do think that we're seeing this um scene and also Teresa mentioning that they're on the outs for a very specific reason because all three of them are going to land in a tribe with nicole and nicole was the one that seemed mm -hmm. the most against Teresa in this scene and i am predicting i'm putting it out there my nostradamus Vision Ball is telling me that something's going to happen and Teresa is going to go with Anesu and Tyson and, and, and um, Kian, I don't know, Kian, Kiran on the other side because I do think Anesu, Kiran and Tyson, all three are getting most of what we saw happening in the Swap Tribe. We saw their point of view, their strategy of what's going on, not mm. the old Zumba Tribe um, going into the Vuna Tribe. So I really predict that that side is going to it's going to be both sides is going to have the bottom three take over the top six and it's going to make for an interesting game moving forward um and what do you guys think about the fact that we move to a swap here in the next scene like it's episode three and we're already swapping i feel like um riley i'm going to go to you there because i know you're probably the person with the best overall knowledge and memory when it comes to these things has there been a swap in episode three ever in survivor it seems like it's one of the earliest US Survivor does it fairly often um i hmm. think 18 uh members is the conventional wisdom for us survivor at least two episodes and then they switch to three tribes but having obviously two tribes here with 18 people and the fact that the tribes were not in any way even at all i mean six members from one tribe and three from the other on each tribe and i think that's just the luck of the draw there um hmm. it, it does seem early because we haven't had too much time i think um but with the 20 season with, with a 20 person season i think it makes sense um, given we'll probably get the merge around 13 people. But um, yeah, you'd expect it either this episode or the next. Uh, I think 18 people splitting that in two makes sense. Um, but just the way the tribes have shaked out here is really interesting to see that obviously Vuna in the minority on their new tribe um, yeah. and then Zumba on the minority and bringing those six former Vuna members into their camp as well. Um, and I, I think for I think Anessa was one of the biggest players that's dropped a little bit in her ranking here. Because um, mm. what we saw with Anesu on uh, Vuna is obviously had, she had can, she had hands in every single alliance there. She had a good relationship with everyone, and now obviously she's coming into um, the new Vuna tribe with only Karan and Tyson there. Um, Tyson obviously will go on to find the idol, as we'll discuss later on, um, and that kind of 
kind of puts her at a disadvantage, obviously being down in the numbers and I think um, also being a little bit of a social threat. I, I do worry for Anesu early on on this new Vuna tribe. So I'm thinking the reason why they did this tribe swap so early is because the bracelet, I, I can't remember what it's called right now, because I think that they're hoping that, yeah, oh, like that person is going to not be on a tribe with the numbers and they're going to go and jump on over to the tribe with the numbers and that could shake things up a bit. So I think it's to force maybe that play to be more likely to to play out because obviously they, they put this into the game. They want to see how it shakes out and it's more likely if, they, if somebody's in a minority. Mm. Uh, I think I think we see at least another swap before the merge, if not two. Like yeah. I think that they're going to continue to um, shuffle the. Yeah, we'll definitely see another one. Um, maybe even I would say because of the swap being this early, I wouldn't even be surprised if they throw two more swaps in there before we go to. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a very crazy season. I'm calling it. I'm calling my shots out there, and I think that they really want that diplomatic community to be used. I think that they, depending on where things go with this next swap, um, we might see a few different things happening here. Um, and I'm really excited to sort of see where that's going to fall for us. Um, we've also got here. Hey guys, I'm already loving the interview. I feel like Chappies is a very dangerous player and I underestimated him at the start. My other faves so far is Anesu, Amy, Renir, and Smash. Yeah. Um, and also, I've, I've got agreement here saying two more swaps. I've got, I'm very <laughs> confident that's going to happen um, because we've seen this so early. I'm calling that shot. Now, I do want to say my favorites um, definitely here. Uh, I agree, Anesu, Amy, Renir, I'm not as high on after this swap. Um, Smash, I'm really high on now. He's continuing mm. to climb in my in my rankings. And I'll tell you guys why I'm worried for Renir. Renir is one of the guys that said that wherever he's going to land in the swap is going to be potentially game-changing for the rest of the game. And I'm a bit worried for him because he ended up on the swap tribe without any of his core alliance members. So he doesn't have Amy. He doesn't have Smash. And we now newly learned that Sean was one of his key members members in his alliance as well, Riley, which we haven't known that up until this point. But um, I am fearful that that side, I know what you're saying about Anesu being in danger. I'm fearful that I think Anesu, Tyson, and and uh, Kiran, they're getting the biggest edit on that side. They have been getting a bigger edit in regards to what their journey in the show is going to be more of a complex edit around them. I'm fearful that that group with Teriso and maybe a Kian, who's also been on the outside, and a Dino, is going to flip the script on Renir and, um, who's it, Nicole on that side, and Marisha. I feel like those guys are going to find themselves on the outs. And I could be wrong here, but that's how I'm reading the edit at the moment. I know I'm speculating a lot, and it's nothing that actually happened in the episode, but that's kind of the setup that I'm seeing here moving forward. Do you think there's a possibility of this happening, or do you really think Anesu is out? Because obviously Tyson finds the idol here as well in this episode. I think it is interesting. It, it just depends on, I think, where Nicole and Marisha go here because we know Nicole and Marisha mm. are obviously a very tight twosome. They, they've been very tight since day one, best of friends. Um, and then obviously the former Vuna members, um, Anesu, Kiran, and Tyson were all in that same alliance together. So I, I, I do wonder who is going to be the one to flip from Zumba. Um, a, a rogue agent I'm looking at at the moment, uh, I'm looking forward to see how she plays um, in this tribe. So please, Kihan, because we haven't really seen her come out mm. of a shell too much yet. So I'm interested to see, because um, she doesn't really have those alliances with anyone, except for maybe Dino. Um, so, so to see how she sort of plays this and who she can gain trust with, will she flip on the former Zumba? I, I think Kehan's one to watch here. Um, but I think from the former Zumba, Nicole and Marisha are really the 
the two key players there because they're really the tightest ones on that tribe. Um, so to see where they go, if they flip to Vuna, much like what we saw with um, the, the new Zumba tribe later in the episode with Kyla and Mike trying to get with the former Vuna um, and again, also Chappies and Santanese Alliance trying to get with them. So yeah, to, it, it's really who strikes first and you know how effective that is really. Yeah, I'm not sure though if Nicole and Marisha, yes, they're a good, there's tight duo, but I don't know if their power is going to translate in this new tribe dynamic. Mm. Um, I could definitely see people being like, oh, I don't need to necessarily stick with these two girls anymore. Like I can I can change kind of the, the, my fate in the game and like how things are, are working out. And so I wouldn't be surprised if those two end up becoming on the bottom of that tribe because they're not, it doesn't seem as though that they're easy to get along with, especially with that scene that we saw with um, Theresa earlier. Definitely could see Theresa being like, no, they they don't want to work with us. Like they they're in their own thing, and like I can see her pushing for them to be on the outs. And like, hey, I'm adaptable. Let me come in. Like, let's build a new alliance and like not have them in it. So I don't know if they're in a, as comfortable as position as they were on their previous tribe. And 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 just from a pure entertainment standpoint, I want that bottom three to overthrow <laughs> the top six because can Obviously. you imagine yeah. you've got you've got the bottom three on the one side <clears throat> overthrowing the power structure on that side, and then you get a bottom three on the other side. What does that do to past tribal dynamics? Because your Inesus and your Tysons, these guys were aligned with Mike Laws. So will they want to work with a Chappies? I think Inesu has shown early, and, and we probably see this for a reason. Inesu has shown as someone that does have the ability to work with Chappies early on in the season so maybe she is someone that can mend that bridge and go and talk to him again in the future um but i think that this we're really really going to see an exciting season just based on how i'm <laughs> reading the play at the moment and what's happening from here onwards now the reward challenge after the swap is an interesting one it's a classic um battle for different reward items and they have to wrestle a sandbag and then sort of pull it back into their in goal area and there were two matchups here for me that really stood out and i think it'll probably be the two that stood out for you guys as well well i guess three if we include the tyson and uh, paul battle as well so obviously santoni gives paul a little bit of information and paul i felt like is someone that doesn't really handle um being out of the loop very well like you know he was actually really annoyed with santoni when santoni brings up the fact that there's a, a hidden immunity idol in the previous speech and he's like why didn't you tell me about this before you know you always come to me late and and he's really annoyed by this but he does go ahead and then talks to tyson and gives him the clue to the hidden immunity idol and as we mentioned earlier tyson's going to use this to go get that um you know hidden immunity idol not that uh he's going to be able to do it um, sort of undetected because quite a few people are going to notice that he's gone. Um, so that's one battle that really stood out. I thought it was quite interesting that we see two people here, two players, use the opportunity in the middle of a challenge to talk. And I think we've seen this a few times, Riley, in Australian Survivor as well, where players talk in the middle, but normally they don't get caught. But in this case, they, these two were caught red-handed. So high-risk strategy here. Yeah, definitely high-risk. And I, I actually, on the... Um... I'm trying to think of where the tribe swap was. On the New Zamba tribe, no one really seemed to be um, recognizing that Tyson and, sorry, mm. Paul and Santini were communicating there. Wada was sitting right next to them and just did not seem to notice at all. Uh, it was Dino, though, that obviously called them out and um, recognized that they were communicating, which is kind of ironic given Dino was the one that's been caught <laughs> many times red-handed. Um, That's probably why he to noticed. Members of the other tribe. <laughs> so, um, 
But no, it, great great play from Dino to recognise that they're communicating, obviously, and it does put a target on Tyson. But um, I, I think Santini here um, telling Paul about that idol um, and obviously Paul relaying that information to Tyson, uh, a great move there. And it does give Vuna another chance in the game um, to really, you know, it, it gives him another weapon to um, dismantle that Zumba alliance and uh, potentially, yeah, keep Vuna strong, um, which ultimately, as we see at the end of the episode, it's not exactly what's going to happen um, on the other tribe. But um, hopefully Vuna can stay strong through that idol on um, on the new Vuna tribe. Well, I'm yeah. wondering though, so after um, Tyson gets this idol, I'm wondering if he was so obvious about it and so that they would know how to correctly play it maybe. Mm. Um, because, you know, obviously you're like, oh, you should want to keep this secret and keep it quiet. But if everybody's too quiet about what the intended plan is, it's very hard to play an idol successfully. That's going to be helpful. So maybe that's why he was so blatant about it so that like they're going to tr maybe do something more obvious to try to flush this idol so that they can do a correct play and then maybe to get the numbers in their favor so I'm, I'm usually i'm always like don't tell anybody be a little bit more discreet but this time i'm like well if it's calculated i will let this slide if you if you think that it's going to help you know where the votes are going and with, with immunity island in play as well it does add another layer because obviously the new zamba tribe have the majority being vuna members so if the new vuna lose do they send someone like anessi walkaran to um, immunity island then that gives them immunity and then it only leaves, you know, two options really for who to play the idol for. Um, obviously, Zamba being the majority though on Vuna, it's a matter of, you know, do they split the vote or not? But I think as as we've discussed though, there are fractures within that Zamba alliance to mm. really overturn it. So I do wonder, do they, will they even need to play the idol at this point? Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, which Zamba members drift towards Vuna and how that really plays out. It could be um, some something that Tyson can use as leverage to bring in those Zamba members. Um, I was just going to say, yeah. that trust. And then, you know, when it comes to another tribe swap, I, I think we're getting two tribe swaps, Chris, but maybe <laughs> one more. It even comes to that. It does give them an extra layer of um, obviously trust. And, you know, it, it, it gives Tyson an opportunity then to build bonds with members, which he, you know, mightn't have had the chance to. Yeah, and we see we see Teresa in the next time on Survivor section. She says that this move is going to be an incredibly difficult move to play out. You know, so that already gives me a little bit of an insight for the next episode that there's a potential that Teresa is going to become a bigger player, which I'm really looking forward to because Teresa is someone that was an early season favorite of many super fans on the internet because she called out Sandra as someone that she respected, someone like Sari, <laughs> someone that she respected. So just based on those two players alone people expected a lot from her so i'm hoping she gets her moment to shine and um play the game for herself and make a move to progress herself further in the game now the other sort of two battles that i was going to talk about in here that really stood out for me was dino versus smash for the um reward uh, i guess or the advantage and the immunity um challenge for the whole team and we're going to find out later on that that is that they don't have to collect as many rings in the immunity challenge as the opposing tribe so great advantage to have in something like that where time could be of the essence for you to learn how to throw those rings and and work it out before the other tribe gets back but it does get negated by some great individual performances on the vuna tribe which we'll talk about 
in that specific challenge. But um, also with this, they get, uh, I guess, the protein as well from Future Life, which is one of the sponsors <laughs> this season, which I'm not aware of at all being from South Africa. It must be a new brand. And Richard, who's in the chat, if you if you know, um, you know, if that's a new brand that's recently come out in South Africa, I'd love to know because I'm not aware of Future Life at all, but I've been out of the country um, since 2007. I go back for holidays normally once a year. Obviously, haven't been able to do that in the last two years, but it's a new <laughs> brand. Um, I'd love to try their protein out when I'm back there. Some of the protein bars look quite tasty. Um, so that was a big challenge. Obviously, Dino had absolutely no chance in actually <laughs> taking on someone like Smash, who should have been a professional and probably is a semi-professional rugby player and a coach mm. in rugby. So there was no chance there. And then the other one that was um, quite a big challenge as well was Warda versus Marisha. And Marisha going out there, you know, you just look at this woman and I know Chantal, you said that Marisha is someone that doesn't have a lot of um, sort of maybe, or it might have been Riley that said that Marisha might not have a lot of value moving forward in the tribe, but just from a pure physicality, uh, physicality <clears throat> standpoint, I think Marisha is not someone you want to vote out because she's going to beat any of the women in the other tribe at any physical altercation out there and probably half of the men in a physical altercation as well. Um, she looks like a gladiator. If South Africa still had gladiator on TV over there, I would have put her in <laughs> to do that. And I have said before, like, again, she's someone that, you know, future challenge seasons, maybe we should look out for that Chantel and bring Marisha over because she seems like a, an, a, an absolute beast athlete. I definitely, um, I, I do remember that match and I remember thinking like, oh yeah, like I, I was like pretty, pretty impressed by how easily she was able to win that match. And so, yeah, I guess I'm sleeping on her um, in the physical aspect of the game. I was kind of more so just thinking of where she was socially, um, but I don't think that they would want to get rid of her for th those exact reasons. Like I do think that she's really competitive against all the women. I don't think most of them stand a chance and her performance in that battle really showed that. Yeah, and um, I think uh, another battle that was quite surprising for me here was the battle between um, Renir and Chappies. I thought it was going to be a lot more evenly matched between them, but Chappies mm. absolutely dominates Renir, and Renir physically looks really fit. Um, so Chappies has injured his hand. He's got something around that, so he can ignore that. But what a character Chappies has been this season. And just so you know, Chantel, Chappies was my number one <laughs> male pick in the beginning of the season um, coming into this because I love the characters, and Chantel, you popped Custom with me long enough now to know this um and i think that he brings a lot to the table i've been absolutely loving that i'm what i'm seeing and i think that um we're gonna see some big moves from him moving forward especially in this episode but i've also got high hopes for him now that he's starting to get in with that minority group and starting to um make friends and in someone like an amy and an anella who seem to be very grounded strategic players i think that he could find a new home there and and potentially this could catapult his game a lot further going forward. Well, I was really worried about him episode one when he was like, I'm the greatest player and look at mm. me, you're looking at the winner. And like, you know, he was really, really yeah. didn't know the game that he was going to be playing yet to have to be so confident. But I think that with the fact that, you know, he was kind of left out of this boat and whatnot, he's had to play the game in a position that he wasn't probably expecting. And so with all that confidence that he has, I think he's going to be able to rechannel it and do better with it because he's not in a powerful position. He's going to have to really start maneuvering himself and thinking really strategically and 
if he does have all those qualities, I do think that then he's going to be able to, you know, kind of rise from the bottom and come out on top. So I think that I'm higher on him now for seeing how he's he's maneuvering him not being on the top. Um, and I do think that he has a better shot than I did after the first episode where I was like, no way this guy's going to win this. No way. But now, now I think maybe. <laughs> and he's playing so, a great social game as well. I, I bring in Santini in obviously as, as the... Uh, land, land without a home and obviously creating that alliance. I, I think he's very aware of where people are positioned within the tribe and bringing them into their alliance. So I think Chappies is really playing a almost an under-the-radar game, um, <laughs> a, an under-the-radar version of Rob Bentele, I think. He's dominant in challenges. He's great socially. Um, I, I think what, what you mentioned there, Chantel, he's been tested early on by playing from the bottom and having to really scramble and create those social bonds. I, I think he's got a lot of upside in this season and Chris, I think you made a great first pick there. Um, obviously, <laughs> compared to mine and Dino, uh, I think um, Chappies does have a lot of upside at the moment. Yeah, you see, there's there's always some method behind my madness when I choose people. And sometimes people might underestimate that method, but I knew what I was doing. And also, um, we've got Richard here who came back and he said that, yes, Future Life is a new brand in South Africa. Um, he's tried it out before. They do porridge and protein drinks. Now, um, I do know that um, one of my favorite protein porridges from South Africa that I still buy even over here in New Zealand is um, called Pronitro. So it'd be interesting to know if it tastes anything like Pronitro at all. But um, that did look quite tasty, those uh, protein bars that they got. And um, I want to stay on the Chappies thing just before we move on to the next scene here. One of the other things for me that really stood out, one of the scenes that stood out with Chappies this episode was where he's looking for an idol, you know, and he's, he's frantically sort of looking for the idol close to the well, obviously thinking, well, if there is an idol close to the well and our tribe then probably the idol is somewhere close to the well in this tribe as well which is obviously great thinking and amy walks up to him here and amy says to him are you looking for an idol and he's like casual about it and he's like yeah what else would i be looking for you know and he just like <laughs> plays it off and and he's like let me just cover this up before anybody else gets here and he's like nonchalant about it but i think that's the way to play it because he's not so disarming in the way that he comes across he's not defensive at all um and amy still feels like she can trust them and she starts talking to him here about potentially creating an alliance and this is something that i think that people underestimated about chappies because yes i was a bit nervous um <laughs> when i chose him in the beginning and i saw he had a very big personality but i think even though he's this confident macho guy he's got this aloofness and playfulness to him that you know kind of makes him unique i'm not gonna put him in the in the same category as some of the greats out there, but he reminds me of one of the greats in Survivor because that player had the ability to be this bombastic out there player, but then could also downplay his threat level by being a bit of comedic, a comedic relief as well. So I feel like he's got a really good balance here for me. And that was a great scene of um, that happening. So I was quite surprised when Carla said to Mike that Chappies and Paul doesn't have any social skills at all. How did you guys find that conversation when she brought that up? Because I'm not reading that from Chappies. Like I'm getting like he's got the social skills to work with different people. I think I that Chappies – go ahead. I, I think Carl is playing a very emotional game at the moment, which is what we saw with um, the Pinty elimination, obviously scrambling to get rid of her. And a conversation with Mike as well, she is seeming to play um, very emotionally. She wants – she, she mm. almost seems like she's this, the only player in the game right now and she's got – she's let the power get to her head a little bit. I think with Chappies um, and her recognizing um, Chappies having a poor social game is that Chappies mightn't have included her in their alliance. And I think he has been a little bit strong in that alliance with 
um, Panji, and uh, who's the other one? Anesu, Paul, um, and and Santini. So I think that might be where Carl is coming from because I still think that she's out on the tribe um, and not fully ingratiated in there. So yeah, I, I I don't exactly understand where Carl is coming from, um, but given her position in the tribe, I can kind of recognize that Chappies might be seen as a little bit um, domineering and, and non-inclusive to her. Yeah, I think that Amy, or sorry, it's Carla doesn't um, doesn't have her can't wrap her finger around uh, Chappie and get Chappie to do whatever she wants him to, her to yeah. do him to do, and then can't do the same thing with Paul. She can't do that. She doesn't have that same kind of rapport mm. with both of them, and so I think that that's why she doesn't feel as comfortable with them. It's like, oh, well, they don't listen to me, or oh, they have their own idea of their own agenda, and oh, they're not really including me with everything. So I think that that's why she kind of feels uh, kind of that they're not trustworthy is because she doesn't, she's not able to connect and bond with them and use whatever her, her charm is. It doesn't work on them. They're, they still have their own kind of free thought. Um, and I think that that's what's bothering her the most about those two is that she's not able to kind of work her magic. Yeah. Cause, cause Mike sort of brings up that, you know, she kind of dislikes them to the point of where it pushes her to think really irrational about the game. And she tries early here um, to go and make an alliance with uh, Anella um, and that side with Sean and Amy to go up against their former tribe mates, which obviously Mike very early on realizes it's not the move here. We've just blindsided these guys, the previous um, vote. We need to immediately go and mend those fences. But I think that the damage done at this point was irreversible because obviously by Carla going there and having these conversations with these other people in the tribe, it basically shows that um, she probably gave them information in regards to what happened at the vote. They were out and that, that type of information is detrimental because if someone like a Anella and an Amy and both Anella and Amy to me were both very, very good this episode. Sean kind of disappeared a little bit in the edit, which was surprising because he's had a lot of screen, not, not a lot, but he's had enough screen time to be considered as someone that could potentially win the game but by him not having any screen time i don't think he had a single confessional similar to dino riley i don't think and riley, Kian. Uh, who's Kian? Kian. Mm. dino we saw dino through the eyes of other people this episode but these guys didn't get a single confessional so it makes me really concerned for for them and their ability to actually win the whole game out because i always feel and, and listen the survivors of africa and editors they do their own thing i mean we all know that but i'm always concerned if the winner doesn't at least get a single confessional each episode to sort of tell us where they're at and um i'm a little bit worried here uh for them kind of got lost kind of got off track for what i was going to say here but um but but i was going to say that you know carla doing this she's kind of overplaying a little bit her hand here and it's going to come back to bite mike in the butt and i feel like we see a lot from mike here and mike has had Throughout this episode, he get he gets really good confessionals. He's got very good observations, Riley. Where has this Mike been the whole season? Because I think that if he made it deeper into the game, he would have been this threat that everybody saw that he was. Um, but we didn't see it until episode three, and where he actually got a bit of airtime. Yeah, but I think I think he's starting to find his place in the game now that he's gotten that little bit of power uh, and that sense of um, belonging in the tribe. Obviously. Prior to that, he was really on the bottom with Kyla and didn't have much room to move. But now that he's starting to create those bonds, I think he's he's becoming a little bit of a late bloomer here. Um, and obviously, you know, it didn't work out for him in the end there. But um, Mike was really the the voice of reason in this episode, saying we have to keep Vuna strong. It doesn't matter if we got fractures within us. So long as we mm. stay together, 
uh, and we get to, you know, uh, as far as we can together, we can then split off and do whatever. Because at, at this moment, um, it, it's better the enemy you know than the enemy you don't at this point. Um, you, you might as well, you know, stick strong. And obviously, um, for the for the Vuna on the other tribe, it then gives them a sense of saying, well, you know, we're, we're still united here um, and we've really got to play together. So I think Mike is um, really bringing Kyla down a little bit and making sure that she's not playing irrationally and emotionally um, and being the voice of reason here, trying to keep Vuna united. Um, ultimately, it doesn't work in the end, but um, he, he is the voice of reason here, which I, I like to see from Mike. Now, well, Chantal, I, I wanted to say, touch on... Yeah, you go ahead. No, I was just went, like thinking, though, um, it, like the last couple of episodes, um, and Nessu, and there was other conversations about Mike being super dangerous and Mike having a really good grasp on the game and maybe being a super fan mm. and such. And so they might not have shown it, but that could have been conversations that other people have been having. And then when he started having, you know, making really logical and good arguments and starting to sway people and, and getting people to, like, do what he wants them to do it could have been a red flag for some people and being like oh do you know what no 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 he's too good he he, he nearly got us but no 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 he's not going to get us and so i think that he because he's so good and 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 very charismatic and very convincing i think that that actually in the end might have been why um they decided to go with him now i wanted to touch on one brief thing before we go over to the vuna tribe here pre the immunity challenge and um that was the strategy used here between sean and anella as soon as they get to the beach to split the tribe up which i thought was very smart sean takes them on a little bit of a trip to see the camp where the water well is and everything and anella stays back to look for an idol or a clue for an idol at least and decides to quickly scarf down two of those protein chocolates um I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And I love it whenever players do these devious things in the game, you know, where they get a little bit of a leg up on others. And seeing that Anella is playing the game at this level and that he's thinking about the game this way. So, you know, Santonio was my last pick. Anella was my second last pick. He was my, my last guy pick for this season going really? into it. Two really good picks because I had a real fear that Anella was going to be like a Felix. Because when we did these picks, Chantel, it was at the beginning of the season when we only saw their first video. We had nothing else to go on. And he looked very serious. Mm. But some people are just that way in front of a camera, you know. So I didn't get this cool, chill, calm and relaxed vibe from Anella that I can see he clearly has. He's got the interpersonal skills. Um, he was being marked by, I know, certain uh, parts of the community as someone that could be like another Rob Bentelli. Um, I can see it more and more now. Like, um, he's he's very dangerous. Like I think that he's a low key potential winner pick. Um, to be honest, now um, at this stage in the game, and he's showing that he's willing to be devious and willing to cut people and do things that is required to go further in the game. So he's not just this captain South Africa player out there that is going to be like this good guy. You know, he, he's actually thinking about the game at different levels. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I definitely um, feel as though he's one to watch out for, but it's just such a messy mistake to eat two. Like, even as he won, he ate two. I, I, you would think that he would have counted and be like, oh, there's nine, oh, there's nine of us. Maybe I shouldn't eat one. Um, I, I just thought that, like, yes, it's fun for TV, and yes, like, his yeah. reaction would be like, oh, like, am I going to get caught here, you know, was was definitely very entertaining but for somebody he's in a decent position but and he's not in a good position in like 
like like in the tribe, but like decent in the whole scheme of the game, um, mm. that he could have maybe messed that up for a chocolate bar, you know? So I was like, ah. yeah, especially if there's like nine of, especially if there's like nine of everything else. Like you know, if there was nine of everything else but the chocolate bars, you'd yeah. be like, hmm, something's not counting up here. <laughs> Riley, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, no one really seemed to notice, though. They, they didn't seem to be too um, annoyed with it. I think they said, oh, well, there's there's nine members, there's only seven bars. And they, they didn't really question no. it too much. They didn't really interrogate anything. Which, um, was, was Yeah, it, it was surprising, especially when it comes to food and protein bars are going to give you a massive boost in the game. Um, yeah. But to not question that, interesting. Um, <laughs> I, it, it was a, I, I think it's better that um, Smash took two instead of one because if he took That's one, true. then it obviously be, be a little honest. bit, you know. Where, where, whereas seven is a little bit further off nine, where it's, uh, I think, a little bit more, it, it's a more acceptable mistake there. They, they were probably thinking, we've only been away from camp for one minute. Surely no human being could scarf down two of these in a minute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Smash showed us the way and he got the job oh. done. And he's a big boy. So, I mean, he needs the fuel to keep himself going as well. Um, the, the last bit here, I guess, before we move to Vuna was Santoni's observation that she doesn't really feel a part of the wider Mike and Carla click and that she kind of feels like the little sister that gets there and they like shoo her away and they're like, keep her at arm's length, but she doesn't feel included. So kind of the fractions was there. And we we definitely learn here that Santoni was playing both sides of the game um, up until this point. And she had maneuver, she had the ability to maneuver move both ways. So strategically, I'm starting to like Santoni. The only problem with this strategy is that if you get into a position where there's no one who wants to fight for you in the game to keep you, you could be in a dangerous position as well if you don't have a number two. Um, but I mean, Sandra's had that sort of strategy before, and that's gotten her pretty far in the game. It will be interesting to see if Santoni's strategy continues to be this loose player because I feel like Chappie's really has taken a liking to Santoni and he's taken Santoni under his wing. So I feel like as long as those two are together, and it worked out brilliantly that the three people that were sort of on the outs, all three are in this tribe, similar to how the three people in original Zumba are all three on the other tribe in Theriso, uh, Dino, and uh, Kihan. So it's interesting how it's sort of shaped up in that way to make this potential um, vote against the majority alliance possible in both camps, I guess. Now, Vuna, early here, we see, and this is probably the best bit of Dino sort of we see in the whole episode in my mind as we see Dino introducing everyone in the tribe and you know sort of talks about the different nicknames like we've got the athlete we've got the, the the mouse and he talks about Nicole and how she scurries around everywhere and you see people laughing and being very receptive to Dino in this case I think that we're seeing here that the new group and the old group like they really are sort of warming up to Dino at this point Riley does that give you a little bit of hope for him here in the game? I don't know how I feel about Dino at this point. I, I'm really, I, I don't know if I still want to keep him as my number one pick or not because he's played. He's had some very bad reads early on <laughs> with, with his with, with his knack for finding advantages and wanting to be sent to Immunity Island and getting caught red-handed. Um, but you're right. He he has been playing a great social game, I think, at this point. Um, and the the fact that he's been able to recover from those um, faux pas with <laughs> Sean and um, and uh, also Paul there getting caught. Um, the, the fact that he's able to recover and have enough of a stand in the trial where his target doesn't get shifted onto him, I think is promising for him. Um, the question for Dino, though, is who is he aligned with at this point? And, you know, we, we haven't really seen that he's been able to hold on to an alliance um, early on in the game. So to see 
where he shifts within this Vuna tribe. Uh, Vuna's the one I'm really interested to see how it shakes out. So obviously we have Anessu, who's a very strong social player. We have the idol there that Tyson finds. There's a lot mm. of different factors here um, to see who's going to be the first one to strike, I think is the biggest question. And, you know, where are things going to shake out on the new Vuna? Yeah, I agree. And um, we also have Richard here saying that he is also hoping that Teresa gets into beast mode and he is ready for it. I think like all of us, and I still think Teresa holds the key in that new Vuna alliance for where things are going to go. If Teresa and Kihan and Dino links up with that group, it's over for Denir, Marisha, um, and Nicole in that group. And I think Nicole's going to be the first one to fall. I think that's why we suddenly have been getting a lot of edit from her. And I don't um, necessarily think that it's always been... Um, the best things that we've seen from her in regards to how she's and again this is nothing to her personally it's just the way that the show's edited and how it's coming across i feel like it's setting us up for this nicole fall um is what i'm reading at it and that's just from having watched a lot of these seasons i could be completely wrong uh when it comes down to the actual crunch of it but um i think that for the need here Chantel, it is absolutely essential that he creates a very close bond with dino very quickly because i think that dino is the key person here that could pull like a kihan um in with him to that group specifically i'm also aware that dino and kihan they may have sort of informally have known of each other prior to the game because you know dino is someone that i think chantel i spoke to you off air about this he's won uh, an org in south africa he was the winner of season one of ruse online survivor game and kian also applied to be on one of those seasons so i know that she knows who he is so i feel like there's potential things there that we're not seeing and we're not privy to in the edit at the moment but i feel like for the need he really needs to pull dino in. and dino is seen talking to him in a few of those first episodes in the scenes but the need very explicitly said that dino wasn't part of that group um up until this point how do you think things are going to shake out here in the vuna tribe because i feel like Next episode, we're going to Vuna. I'm pretty confident of it. Mm. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I, I would. I hope so because I do, especially because I'm still trying to be like, who was on which tribe first? I can't remember. So <laughs> I, I need to go back what did to you the other tribe. Little like, icons. While, while you're talking about it, you know the little icons that they're putting in the bottom, which I, yeah. I think it's new, where they show you who was in what tribe before. So it's like a little green or a little orange icon oh, at the bottom. I didn't notice that. Okay. I, I think it's brilliant. That. So check, look for that next time when you watch the episode because that's going to help you as well to know which tribes they've been on. I think it's brilliant. Because, yeah, that, definitely that would be helpful. I probably was just looking at the new colors and their faces and I wasn't noticing mm. the new little, new little symbol. So I'll definitely pay attention to that. Um, I do think, though, that Rainier is playing the game well enough to know that he needs to get people, especially people that he's already kind of worked with, together with him and be on side with him. I don't, I don't think that he's just going to, you know, who's he with? Which tribe is he on now? He's uh, so, with, so the need is with Nicole, he's, he's on Marisha, Bruno. Dino, um, Kian, and Teresa. So, yeah, I don't know, like, how strong he feels about being with, like, the three girls on his own without Amy, because, like, Amy was really his link yeah. into that trio. Mm -hmm. And so I could see him... I don't think that they're going to go after him, those girls, but I can see him wanting to kind of build some bonds with Dino and with Keon for the fact that they would most easily want to flip to the other side because they were kind of on the outs on their original tribe. So I do think that he's smart enough of a game player to know that Dino and Keon 
are definitely need to be, hey guys, we're still in this together. Like mm. old Zamba strong. You know, I, I do think that that's going to happen, um, which will be really good for him. And I, I am worried about Nicole and Marisha for that fact that I don't know if they're thinking that far ahead. I think Renir is the most likely person to survive if the bottom three gets into sort of control. And I think because he's got editing plot armor and the way that he's been edited up until this point, because he's he's been seen as being correct quite a few times in his reads. And, you know, him again here saying like Tyson being away for so long, you know, none of us here are survivor rookies. And it's something that's definitely coming across this season is that we've got a lot of gamers. We've got people that are playing the game really hard, but they're not doing it in a game bot manner. Like they're still playing loose and sloppy and I'm really enjoying it because I really hate it when people make the safe and correct thing like, that, that's their play every single episode that just really doesn't play well in a survivor season so you know we don't say this enough you know credit to the uh, people who casted these guys on the show i think that you've got a great cast of people here together that are playing the show really hard um so tyson does share this um idol with anesu and kiran at this point which kiran says you know he's really happy because hopefully they can use that in a way that they can save themselves here so um, I think we've touched a lot on this here. We see a lot from that minority three and their views opposed to the majority. So I feel like the minority is in with a shot potentially to do something here based on that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see next episode if they actually do go to tribal council. I do want to move it forward to, to the immunity challenge. So the immunity challenge here is um, a race out into the water and they've got to go over this obstacle course or this ramp that they've got to jump off and then they've got to collect rings and then bring it back. And we find out here that the advantage that uh, Zumba, new Zumba has got is that they have to collect one less ring in the water, which I think is a massive advantage because not everybody is strong at swimming. It's quite a distance to go out and swim and come back. And it gives you a lot of time to try and figure out the ring toss while the other team still comes back. But two people here really stand out as two people that really stood up and sort of even the score and we continue to talk about the ladies of survivors of africa both nicole and anesu really stepped up and did extremely well nicole lapped water from the back i mean water was basically at the ring when she started and she beat her back to the podium and then anesu went in the end and uh, did it in record fast time as well i don't know how fast it was but we do hear people on the podium saying or on the starting platform saying that anesu that was really fast well done um and then the last person here is someone that i think that um would be uh, riley's new winner pick if i can read into his mind because i know how riley likes <laughs> to think kiran kiran here pulls it off and uh, does a lot of ring tosses here to actually <laughs> win the challenge for them uh, how do you feel about uh, kiran's performance and and i guess the performance of vuna as a whole it was neck and neck there toward the end i mean paul was really um making it close i think it was four four in the end and then obviously kiran pulls out that final mm -hmm. ring toss um but great to see kiran really i think he's he's the one to watch um he, he's very socially aware of his position in the tribe he has the the ability to guide the strategic vote obviously in the last episode um he guarded that blind side on pinty um and yeah as, as you mentioned there he played a huge role in the physical challenge um to pull out the win for vuna so he's very well positioned here um and obviously yeah keep his tribe safe another day 
Yeah, no, 100%. And uh, Chantal, we, we see that with this here that they now have to make a decision on who to send to Immunity Island. And Renir's voice is the one that can be heard the most here in the conversations because he's got his undercover Mafia Alliance member that right. he's trying to save. Um, and he's saying that, listen, let's put Amy um, as the person to go to Immunity Island because he very, I mean, Renir is a smooth operator. I would be gutted <laughs> if we lose him before the, the merge because that also probably takes him out of the running for a Survivors of Africa All-Star season, but I feel like he's 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 capable of coming back and playing well again if he doesn't win this season, but he very smartly crafts the conversation in a way where he says, if we take Amy and we put her on Immunity Island, then that leaves the two guys on the out, which means that they'll weaken their tribe if they get rid of Sean or Amy, making the minority, you know, Vuna old Vuna members and that uh, group probably feel pretty comfortable with the decision to ultimately send Amy to uh, Immunity Island. What did you think of uh, Renee's play here and ultimately Amy's performance going to Immunity Island? I, I actually was really, uh, I was happy with it because I do want to see more of the undercover mafia play out. Like if they were going to show us that last episode, like, can it please come into play? Like if she went home, like that was like, they wouldn't have shown that clip. So I was like, okay, so there's going to be more story to be told between the two of them. Hopefully that means that either they're going to swap onto another tribe or in this case, you know, he was able to save her from potentially being the vote. Um, I'm definitely really, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this and I'm happy that we might be able to see them merge together this undercover mafia because I want to I see how it plays out. I want to see more I really want to see that. But one of the things here that Richard points out, which is very correct, is that Teresa in episode one noticed that Renir was quite smart and observant and that she had a target on him. And that's another reason why Teresa, um, I'm hoping that Therese, this means that Teresa will go against Renir's group, but not directly target uh, Renir because he still has that physical attributes that he brings to the to the tribe. And um, I mean, him and Chappies, I believe, were the first two people in the water. Um, they were neck and neck throughout that as well coming back i mean you need someone to combat uh chappies on that tribe but then again if you're going to swap a few times like how much does it really matter to have the strongest person in your tribe versus the people you can work with and you know it's, it's all up in the air but ultimately we see that you know amy feels really comfortable about this because she now feels comfortable in the fact that her old zumba tribe mate still has her back and she goes to the immunity island and she's got a choice here riley to either play the game or leave and she says that she's going to play the game because she's got faith in Anella and she says that Anella is capable of getting the votes that they require back at camp what did you think of that observation I, I think it's the right play although I would have understand if she also gave up and went as well because in the sense that at this early tribal phase if you think that your vote is going to count um, you might as well go for it but being in the minority not knowing what could happen um, uh, and not wanting to put all your eggs in in smash s steering the vote, I I do think it's definitely the right decision here to you know stay and play. If I lose, then I, I still got the immunity necklace around my neck. I do wonder whether this um, whether this twist is a little bit imbalanced in that if you're losing all the time, you still get immunity, which I think is very <laughs> um, very misbalanced. But um, then again, they want she, you she to play says, every single time. That's basically that's, what it is. You it, need that, to play. And, and that's that's what I worry about this twist is that yeah. everyone's always going to stay and play and we're not going to see that um, give up and go really come into play here. But obviously Amy play. loses the challenge and now Zamba have the opportunity to um, raid the camp. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, and we did see in the preview for the next episode, 
um, how she plays this out um, in saying that, you know, um, Zumba have been given the opportunity now to to come and raid our camp. Um, and it's not because I lost, not because I lost, it's not my fault. Um, and now they're going to raid the camp in the ep- next episode. So a disadvantage really there for her. But I think it also then um, plays in her revenge because it shows that she's still kind of um, in the same boat with him, which, which is what she said. She says, I might want to lose this because if I lose, it's still got immunity. But then it also gives Zumba a, a little bit of a leg up as well. Yeah, and I guess it shows like her like gratitude for like, hey, you guys saved me here. Um, mm. You know, I'm not, I didn't win this, so like maybe they'll you know be happy with her about that. Um, in case like she does last a little bit longer. I don't know how I feel though about the raid being an option here. Like you know, some people are getting clues for I don't like. I, I just like the raid that kind of sucks big time. It doesn't seem also like the 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 hourglass has that much time. Like I'm like I don't know. I'm just. I just don't, I don't know if I love the raid as as um, the win or lose item. Hey, it, it's not as bad as the Jamal one where he goes out and gets the, oh, <laughs> the advantage, the and then it's not an advantage. He loses his vote right in that one. So I mean, it's it's not as bad as that at least. But I think that they always set themselves up for failure when they have a twist like this because myself and Riley spoke about this early on, and we said that you know um, with a twist like Community Island, let's just hope that it's not a case of them getting an advantage every single time that they go there or getting immunity every single time that they go there so i mean how many idols are they going to have in the game if there's constantly clues to idols that she's going to go find i do think that potentially they could have at least given her a clue to the idol on the zumba beach because we haven't seen the clue for the zumba idol as of yet and then as soon as you know all the players are out there already with clues in their hands or potential idols in their hands then you sort of peel back from that and you do something else but i don't mind the creativity of the raid i do feel like it's a little bit of a bogey because if she knew that there was going to be a raid i'm pretty sure she would have considered not playing a lot more because this is a really big threat to her game now of you know the other tribe comes over and they have the knowledge that a player lost um we see that in the next on survivor scene they've got the they are told that a player lost at immunity island which now means that you can go and raid the other tribe so if that information gets out to her tribe and she's not being truthful about what happened that could put a target on her back to potentially be voted out but i think that she is safe at this point because i don't see chappies and Paul going back to the Carla Water side at all at this point. So I do think she's she's as safe as you can be at this point. And definitely the correct choice was to play, um, in my mind. Yeah, now, with that information. 100%. Now, the pre-tribal stage here, we, we have um, a lot of work being done by Mike. And um, I'm glad that we got to see Mike fighting. I thought Mike did everything that he possibly could do to stay in the game. And obviously, um, things were just burned that badly between Paul, Chappies, and Carla um, up until this point. At least that's what we've gotten um, from, from the episode, that there was nothing really that Mike could have done. And I think, Riley, you alluded to this a little bit in the beginning where, you know, they call a body corporate and um, he goes out to the beach to get Chappies to come in and have a bit of a sit down with them. And he makes a very strong case to Chappies. He says that Chappies, you're one of the most physical people in the game. You know, when you go to the merge, everybody's going to be looking at you. You're going to need some numbers to protect you. And Chappies is seen at one point here as almost agreeing and saying, yeah, a lot of this makes sense. But clearly somewhere down the line, he decided it's not the way to go because they already betrayed him once. They probably would be more than willing to do so again in the future. Um, What could Mike have done differently? I don't think he can do anything differently, to be honest. Um, I think at that point, the tribe was just too fractured. And especially coming off the back of that massive party blindside and leaving Chappies and Paul 
um, being two of the members that swapped there, um, there were always going to be rogue agents and, and on the outs there. Um, mm. And especially with someone like Carla as well, who um, wasn't wanting to play with Chappies either. Uh, and having those massive fractures, I, I think Mike played it really well in trying to unify the tribe. But just in the end, those fractures that already existed, just um, they, they didn't play out right. But I, I found it funny how we, we didn't see much of Mike in the first couple of episodes, but he was clearly very out there with how he was a lawyer, um, which mm. is something that we don't often see in Survivor because a, a lawyer is seen as a position where you, you want to be a little bit quiet about that because you don't, you don't want that coming back to haunt you because you'll be seen as a final trouble council threat. Um, but for, for Mark to come out there and, and say he was a lawyer and to call a body corporate and, and really play up um, his, his role outside of the game was really, really fun to see. Uh, I do like how he commanded the tribe, but yeah, just unable to unify the tribe in the end. And those fractures, they just cut too deep. And, you know, mm. Paul wasn't going to come on board with, um, with Carla in the end. And it was just too far gone, I think, for... Um, for Chappies to come back on board. Is this the right move for Chappies and Paul at this stage to go against this group? And the, do you think this is going to play so. out well for them? I, I, I think, think it's the right move for Chappies. Totally agree. Especially when we saw the reaction that Carla had towards trying to work with them. It's like, okay, well, so you're, you're, you're number one, Mike is not wanting to work with us at all. What, mm. how do we know? How can we trust you? How could we mm. go with you with this plan? Like you could just be lying to us right now, roping us in just to get one of us out. Like they, I just don't think that with having Carla there, they could trust Mike and he was just doing such a good job with his words and being convincing that they're like, you know what? This isn't good. We got to get rid of this guy mm. right now. And I guess if you look at the two people here, Carla being the more emotional one, the one that's a little bit more irrational and probably not as um, polished in her responses and the way that she talks to others, she is seen as a lesser threat because, you know, Mike is someone that could make inroads again if they had another swap with a different group of people. He's probably a little bit more uh, suave with his words, being a lawyer and all that. Um, like you said there, Riley, and maybe someone that could could bring people on board where they feel like Carla doesn't have that same ability. I actually think that this episode... Um, and again, I mean, this just shows you how it can go from one episode to the next episode. I think that, you know, I put Carla as the, the highest person. The public put Carla as the highest person for the next for last week's votes. Probably should have been Anesu, um, who was second. I know that um, uh, Riley and uh, Tony was really high on Kiran, who didn't uh, get that many votes on this. And in fact, this may be a good time to have a quick look at sort of where that poll ended up. I don't know if you guys have followed um, any of the Inside Survivor um, polls at all, but... This is where it ended up for last week. So if you look at this here, Riley, um, you've got basically I, I actually made a cheeky tweet on Twitter where I said, you've got a choice between my three girls who are all on my team. And they were the top three girls <laughs> at the top there. Carla, Anesu and Santoni. Um, pretty close between Anesu and Carla. But I feel like this kind of proves why Carla potentially um, wasn't playing. Like, I feel like Mike um, and maybe even like you said, Kiran and Anesu, those were the players who were really the movers and the shakers in that previous episode because um, I feel like she's fallen a lot since last episode. Yeah, Carla has definitely fallen a lot. And I think that does come down to how she plays a, a very irrational, emotional game. And in the end, that, that is what came back to bite her is, um, you know, not, not being this person that could be trusted by Chappies. Chappies was mm. completely blindsided by her and she was one that was actively... Um, rallying to get rid of chappies as well so i i understand that chappies would not go with um 
you know, unifying the tribe. And remember, he also has diplomatic immunity as well, um, which is something that he can use if he feels threatened. But Chappies is someone where I feel like he's enough of a physical threat that people aren't going to eliminate him this early in the game because they want him to, mm. to win yeah. challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to, to build alliances now with the other tribe is something that, you know, it's good to get an early in stripe first because if, if, if it wasn't for Chappies, then Kyla would be getting her hands all over um, Amy and Smash and yeah. they would be the ones that would that would then get that benefit and it could be something that comes back to haunt him and Paul. So, yeah, definitely the right move by Chappies to flip the script here and make sure that he's the first one to strike and he can build those alliances because he, he can't trust Kyla and Mark at this point. So, so one of the things, and I was just thinking about it when you brought up the diplomatic community, and I don't know if I'm the only person like this, but maybe I'm petty, but I find immense satisfaction out of, um, you know, producers throwing twists into the game or advantages in the game, and then it doesn't actually end up playing out, and the game still goes its own course, because it yeah. shows that the game itself is not broken, it is a social game, it's more important than any twists, and advantages is the way it should be. Um, it's funny because the advantage here to Zumba having one less ring and the challenge didn't play out they still lose it and then you know someone like Chappies ends up with diplomatic immunity but so far he's not been in a position where he's needed to use it at all we might see it in the next swap um, or the swap thereafter Riley um, if, uh, you know, he might still use that diplomatic immunity at some point but it's not needed at this stage in the game now we do end up going to tribal council and um, Nico says that you know this tribe swap happened quite early you might stay in this tribe for a long period of time does that make you guys think that you need to reassess your tribal allegiances here early in the game? And Anella sort of talks to the fact that even though they're a minority, the cracks has already shown, um, like we said, because there's different people that betrayed others. And because of that, um, they were trying to throw people under the bus early on in the episode or early on in the tribe swap. So there is a lot of uh, places for them to move. And Wada finally gets a scene where she says something this episode, um, which I think is actually quite a good point that she makes here. And she says that, you know, it's really tough to um, trust people if you've only known them for 24 hours. And these guys are taking uh, quite a risk here. Um, but overall, there's a lot of back and forth here. Probably the the most interesting thing for me, I, I don't know, in tribal councils, I find there's a lot of cloak and daggers. It was pretty straightforward in this case. Um, where the potential vote was going to go. Mike says that, you know, he's very relaxed, very chilled, cool as ice, you know, um, in the situation. It doesn't help for him to react. And I think that's the very reason that they got rid of him because even when he's under pressure, he doesn't show it. Where I think someone like Akala um, will show it in the future. She will explode. She will make mistakes where Mike will continue to be very calm. That's dangerous if you're playing a game like this. Your yeah. life's in danger and you're remaining cool and calm throughout this. He does ask Chappies if he's going to re- keep his word and Chappie says, yes, he's going to keep his word, but ultimately, you know, it is Survivor and he's going to betray him. And we can see at the end of this, it's a five to three vote with Carla very visibly upset by the vote. I think that this new power structure that's formed in this tribe is going to remain strong. And I do fear for um, Carla's probably the most likely person to make it out of that group. I think that next on the on the hit list is Wada, um, which Riley, yeah. I know you're not going to be too happy about that since she's in your team as well. But um, that's kind of <laughs> where I think the potential next target could shift. 
yeah, yeah, just because um, um, Car Carla probably would be considered a little bit stronger in uh, you know these challenges, and then mm -hmm. as you've already pointed out before, you know you, you definitely can tell with her emotional reactions how she's feeling about things, and it's a lot easier to detect and play make moves with somebody that's pretty pretty you know out there with their emotional uh, you know feelings, um, and if you know where people's heads are at, it's a lot easier to maneuver in the game with them. So yeah, I think that. Carla is going to outlast Horta for sure. Now um, we go into our draft picks here, Riley, and um, for the first time Another this season, down. well, oh, wrong person. It's Mike, not Wada. Uh, Mike. <laughs> um, I was talking about Wada, so I had I I was prematurely putting Wada in the eliminated <laughs> spot there. But um, yeah, so for the first <laughs> for the first time this season, um, I'm going to be taking a lead here. Looking at the two teams going into next week, like I already said, what I'm fearful of in New Zumba, I think she is in a very dangerous spot there. Um, and then if we're looking at the Vuna tribe, um, that's the one where I'm really sort of fearful of Nicole at this point. I don't know mm -hmm. why my... My radar's on her that she's getting a lot of screen time, but I don't think she's getting it for the right reasons. So, Chantal, I heard you said you you agree. Is there any other people that you are fearful of as well going into this next episode based on what we've seen? Well, the reason why I was saying Nicole is that it, she didn't, to me, come off as likable. So it's like it's it's not like someone I'm going to be rooting for, and so that kind of makes me feel as that she's going to be expendable to to the game. So or like mm. for the edit, and so that's kind of why I think that she might be on the outs there. Um, and maybe Kion because we haven't seen her at all. Like I, I really I have no idea what her perspectives. It's about the the swaps and and, and, yeah. and like she has she had a confessional or did I miss it? Like I do. I, I worry episode. about <laughs> next episode. Maybe like because it's her going out episode. Like I don't even I don't even really know which tribe she switched on to. Like anyway, so I haven't really seen much from her. I don't know if it's because she's going to last a long time just being in the background. Or if it's just like, oh, well, she doesn't have a big storyline. She's just going to be an easy vote out, and that's going to be that. So those are the two that just pop off the top of my head. Riley. I I look at my team. I think that Karan and Teresa and, and Tyson have a lot of upside. Uh, Marisha mm. as well is someone that will stay. But, yeah, Wada is someone to worry about. Nicole. Um, Paul as well. I, I don't know how I feel about Paul at this stage in the game because he doesn't yeah. seem to be – all the way in on the alliances. He, he still seems to be a little bit on the outs and um, kind, kind of being drug along by Chappies and Santini there. Um, <laughs> on, on your tribe, though, um, yeah, Kihan is someone that hasn't really been tested at this point. We don't know where she stands. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Dino and her work together um, on the new Vuna tribe there. Um, but what, what I do like, Chris, is that your two bottom picks, Smash and Santini, two players that we were very low of in the preseason, but yeah. now they're starting to emerge as power players. Yeah, so I, I was having a bit of a chuckle here to myself because I saw Richard's comment saying that Paul will target Wada because of her terrible cooking again. So Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why he voted for her in the previous episode. Um, I've got to be honest with you, Riley. Um, I'm starting to feel, and this is a dangerous place when it comes to Survivor. You know, I'm starting to feel very comfortable with my team. I think there's a lot of strength in um, some of the edits that we've seen and some of the players that I've chosen. So uh, I feel confident. I still think Chantel, um, I've said this a few times, I think 
think we're going to see a woman winner this season. Um, I'm really, I'm really starting to think that um, Amy or Anesu could be that, and they were my two first girl picks as well. Um, I'm really thinking that one of those two, I'm really high on Amy after this episode. And I think um, Mm. this is probably a good point to sort of go into who do we think will be the number one pick on inside survivor. Um, I correctly predicted Carla as the number one uh, for Inside Survivor in the previous episode. Um, and I did say that I thought that uh, someone like uh, uh, Santoni will get a lot of upside just based on her idol finds, which which did happen um, in that episode. But going into this specific episode, um, I was back and forth between Amy and Anella for who I was going to give the, um, the number one spot. But I do think I'm going to ultimately land on Amy just by a hair's whisker because I didn't see enough of Anella's game doing the persuading and getting in with those different people. I saw Amy go to Chappies, have that conversation with Chappies. I saw Amy go to Teresa, uh, not Teresa, to Santoni, have that conversation with Santoni, her doing a lot of that work, um, being in conversations with the other side as well. So I feel like um, a lot of the strategy and sort of making it happen and putting the olive branch out there to the Chappies and Paul side came from Amy, at least from what we've seen in the edit, even though we know that behind the scenes, Anella would have been a part of that as well. So that's why I do have Anella quite high in my mind as well. He would probably be a close second. Chantal, where do you sort of see uh, the power structure sitting in, and who do you think will potentially get that number one vote for best play of the episode? And remember, it's for this episode, not the whole season. I'm thinking Anella because of the fact that he managed to stay. Um, and, mm. you know, we saw Amy, who you also are ranking really high here in this episode, saying, like, I believe that he will be able to save himself mm. and do the work that he needs to do to make sure that he stays in the game. And so her having the trust and the, the faith in him being able to handle himself, being in a very dangerous position and being such a potential threat um, and her feeling as though that he's completely capable of, of getting the votes to where they need to be. I think that shows that even she, who were rating high in this episode, has is rating him high as well. And so I think that we should respect that and give him the top spot this week because he did manage to make people go against them, their own numbers and take out one of their own. So I'm going to give it to Anella. I'm going to Riley. be the deciding vote here and give the player of the week to Amy. I think Amy played a great game. <laughs> and we, we, re- we really saw that she she came out from the beginning. She was really in, in coots with everyone. Obviously, Carla mm. tried lobbying to her early in the game there, um, but ultimately she went with Chappies and was really the um, the, the driving force behind that vote, I think, um, Amy, in re- really working from the bottom but also making sure that she had that, that assuredness of um, – of being the vote and being on Immunity Island as well, um, she still managed to come back to camp and was always in the plan, no matter what, she didn't have to worry about it. Amy is someone mm. that I think, as you mentioned, Chris, she's someone that can create those social bonds really well. And she still Very has important. that link with the with the um, new Vuna tribe. I'm really confused here because the, the new Vuna tribe has the majority Zumba members and the new Zumba members have the um, <laughs> majority in the... In the, I, I don't know. I, I'm confused. But Amy has a lot of connections on the other tribe, and she also has really cemented herself within the new tribe as well. So Amy is someone that I think she has a lot of upside here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I'm not angry at your take at all, Chantel, with Anella, because Anella would have been, like I said, I was coming into this kind of 50-50 on it, but I think I have to give respect to what we saw. I can't just sort of pick, but I, but I picked up the same thing that you did in regards to her trusting Anella to be back at camp, making those connections and the absence. I just wish that we saw they more of up. that um, and, and we didn't see it. But, but I think that, um, you know, 
the one person I'm afraid of in, in that group of three is Sean because he had he was mm. invisible this episode. And mm. um, that's not good if he's to be the winner of the season. He might still go quite deep. And I do think if he does go deep in the game, um, he showed in episode one that he's quite an explosive player. So I think that we'll see some sparks fly later on in the in the season. But I just don't know if he'll ultimately win the whole show um now it's been great talking to you guys about survivor south africa community island episode three it's been a great season so far i'm really enjoying this uh so far and i think like uh, chantal said it's been so long since we've seen new content so all of us are just like anxiously waiting every episode uh for the new episode to come out and and talk about it and dive into the strategy um for the season uh i do want to throw it over to you chantel um you know thank you for coming on what do you have going on at the moment um i know that you know we'll be doing some challenge content at some point in the off season we just need to uh get some time in between both our busy schedules to make it happen Absolutely. Um, outside of that what have you got going on in reality realness your own channel on youtube um, so on Rally Realness right now, it's, we'll just say only because it's like the calm before the storm. Uh, we're doing The Bachelorette on Tuesdays. So Tuesday evenings is usually when Tanya and I will do some Bachelorette content, you know, talking about all the different Bachelor Nation tropes. It's pretty fun, um, you know, to talk about such a silly, silly show. And then also on Nerdtainment um, on Saturdays with Sarah, I'm actually going to be talking again about this episode of South Africa. So if you want to see to ladies take on the episode um you, know, you can pop over there tomorrow at 6 p.m eastern and watch us do another recap of this episode spoiler alert they'll be high on all the guys if you guys want to see us being high like the two guys will be high on the girls and the two girls will be high on the guys going into this season just throwing it out there i actually don't know who you guys have got as your top players at the moment riley um what do you have going on on snuffed at the moment yeah, we're continuing to discuss the winners of the US Survivor. Todd Herzog, one of my favorite winners, the winner of Survivor China, coming up next. Uh, just a mastermind player, a puppet master. Great Trouble Council speech, great. so I'll be looking forward to um, dismantling that. And Chris will also be um, looking at some international Survivor content on my channel soon, discussing international Survivors who could do well in the US. And uh, I think mm. that there's certainly some emerging this season that could really do well. Um, so snuffed over on YouTube. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be a, a very early call if we start singling out some of these players before they even make the merge, because who knows how this season is going <laughs> to turn out as a whole. <laughs> yeah, let's wait and see. Um, so, guys, if you got to this point of the show, we do thank you. Uh, please be sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Uh, hit the notification bell. Put a like on the video because it does help getting our videos out there. Uh, we've also now, as of this week, have our own Discord channel for Survivor World uh, Worldwide. So if you want to uh, continue the discussion and get into strategy talk and why did Riley and Chris choose Amy to be their number one instead of backing Chantel <laughs> with Vanilla, come to the discord channel and let us know what your takes is on this season as always it's been great talking to you guys and we'll be back be back next week to talk about this all again thanks guys